Welcome back to Torah Imecha Nach Yomi with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Mrs. Michal Horowitz. Today we will be studying Parak Chet, Chapter 8 of Sefer Tehillim. So unlike the previous few chapters, wow, what a change. Um, the previous few chapters have been such a sense of despair on behalf of King David. Yes, absolute amuna that Hashem will save him and in the end of days Hashem's name will be one and the nations will recognize that and his enemies will be punished um, in the right time and God will judge with righteousness. But we sense such a sense of despair in David HaMelech and that represents the times of despair in our lives when we feel that sense of almost hopelessness, but we continue to trust in God. And now we come to Parachas, and this is a total about face. And here King David is in such an upbeat, if you will, thankful uh, mood of recognition of God's power, of God's might. And it's a much um, happier, if I have to use a word in English, capital than the previous chapters. So Parachas, Pasuk Aleph, Laminatzeh, to the conductor, Al Hagitit, Mizmar David. A lot of interesting introductions in each capital, which we have been exploring. What is the Gitit? So again, I go to the Steinzelt Ketuvim. A Gitit is probably similar to a liar, L-Y-R-E. The ancient liar was arched in shape. Its lower part was thick. And the strings were stretched from there to the upper, thinner section. Thus, it was similar in appearance to a wine flask. Think of a wine flask, which has a thick base and a long neck, which is also called a nevel in Tanakh. Reminds me actually the shape of a, of a woman's body, if you will. It is um, wider at the bottom. She says that when Isha was created, so she should be able to have the child. And then narrow on top, so al-hagitit, it is a similar to a liar, lower part is thick, the strings were stretched to the upper, thinner section. Furthermore, agat is a wine press, and the derivative term gitit may have been used by extension as a name for the flask from which wine was drunk, and by further extension to the musical instrument that resembled it in shape or that was played as an accompaniment to the drinking of wine or the trampling of grapes at the wine press. So we don't usually think of that, but in the ancient days when they would um, drink the wine or trample the grapes in the wine press, they had musical accompaniment. You know, it's very interesting. Last Pesach, um, Pesach in the uh, spring of 2022, 5782 Nissan, my family and I were to be in Eretz for two weeks, and we went to a very small um, vineyard. Uh, it was Shemitah, so nothing was happening there while we were there. A very, very small vineyard started by a certain individual in memory of four of his classmates who were lost um, in battle in the IDF. It was just incredible. I mean, it was so gorgeous. It's beyond description. Just looking out over the hills. It was near the Gush region. And we actually got to taste. Um, we got to choose one of the bottles of wine and drink it right there. And I said to my kids, when do you make a bari priya gafan? And you're looking out. This was pre-Shemitah bottles. And you're looking out at the um, wine, the vineyards, from which the actual wine uh, has been derived. You're making a gafan and you're looking at the vineyards while you make this bracha. But why am I bringing this up now? Because the tour guide told us that when the wine and the grapes are harvested from this vineyard, it's a big celebration. It's a small vineyard. The whole interior is like just really one room. And and when the wine is harvested, the grapes are harvested and brought to prepare for wine, it's such a celebration. They call all the people from the town and they have a whole celebration. And that's what this reminds me of. The gitit is a wine press and it is also the musical instrument used when the wine is pressed. 
Okay, Hashem Adonenu, Hashem our God, Ma Adir Shimcha Bechal Haaretz. How glorious is your name, how grand and great is your name in the whole earth. Asher Tna Hodcha Alashemaim. You put your glory in the heavens. And you know, my family knows this that when it's a clear night and you can look up and now, um, you know, when you can look up in the fall season and you can see with the naked eye Mars and Mercury and Jupiter and the moon and you really have such an awareness of how infinite i mean it's hard to have an awareness of how infinite it's hard for us to comprehend but how vast the heavens are and how hashem controls this and how hashem created this such a try to have an appreciation for the grandeur of the almighty the ain sof Mipi, and then King David says, Pasuk Gimel, Mipi ololim v'yonakim yasadata oz laman sororecha lahashpis oyev umisnakim. Look at this. He refers to the mouths of small children and suckling babes you have founded strength. Mipi ololim, from the mouths of young children, v'yonakim, and suckling babies, yasadata oz, you have founded great strength. Laman sororecha, against your enemies, lahashpis oyev umisnakim, to stop the enemies and the avenger, something that I point out often is that the root word Shabbat, Shabbat, does not mean rest at all. We call Shabbat, Shabbat a day of rest, but really Shabbat in Tanakh, Shin, Beis, Tav, over and over again. And here you have an example of it, means cease or cessation. Yom HaShvi, you know, fa- oh, no, that's not a good example. You have it in Echa, in Parakei, Shabbat misos libeinu nehepach le'evo mecholeinu, that the joy in our hearts has ceased. Our dances have turned to mourning. So lahashbit oyev umindakem means to call Hashem ceases. In other words, he stops the enemy and the avenger. Just a focus on Shorashim, we should know what the Shorash Shin Bet Tav means. Shin Bet Tav means. Ki King David says, when I see the heavens, when I see the work of your finger, you know, this is days before uh, light pollution. And if you've ever been, one time in my life, I was in the desert in Midbar Yehuda at night. And it, I, I was a child. I don't know, remember if it was an Ezra trip or it was a seminary trip. It was so breathtaking. With light pollution, we don't really know what the heavens look like. But if we've ever seen the heavens without light pollution, it simply takes your breath away. And King David says, Ki era shamech. There was no light pollution. There was no electricity. When I see the heavens, Maase etzbo techa. The work of your finger, Yarech Vikochavim Asher Kananta. When I look at the moon and when I look at the stars that you have founded, you know, with light pollution, you say one, two, three stars, you think it's so great. When you really see what the heavens look like without all of our light pollution, you have such a view of the Rabbanisham. Here, King David refers to the finger of God. In uh, Sefer Shemos, after Makas Kinim, the plague of lice, Paros Nakwamekers, the magicians, the Khartoumim said, Etzba Elokimhi, this must be the finger of God. They could not replicate lice, it was too small. There's no kishof over something smaller than the size of barley. Rashi says, Rabbi Pesach Krohn writes in um, one of his Svarim, Etzba, the Khartoumim said, Etzba Elokimhi, this is the finger of God. Aleph Tzadi Beis Ayin, Ein Tzarich Bedika Od. We don't even need to check anymore. This is undoubtedly the finger of God. When you recognize the finger of Hashem, it's so apparent, it's so obvious that you don't even need to check it anymore. King David says, when I look at the moon, when I look at the stars, when I look at the heavenly bodies, it's so obvious that this is you, Hashem. And then King David says words that ring in my ear very often. Just two nights ago, my husband and I and one of my boys the moon was very, very, very low. We couldn't even believe it was the moon at first. It was very low in the northeastern sky. 
and it was huge 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 it looked like someone painted into the sky and it was like this deep orange so we went to a spot near us where there was like a pond of water where many people go for tasha to just gaze at the moon and you could see the orange mars and you could see jupiter shining bright and i said these words to myself ma enosh kitis karenu uven adam kitif kadenu god is what is man that you even remember him the son of man that you appoint him with an important purpose we're so nothing compared to infinity and that's why we have two pockets. Rabbi Joseph B. Salvechik, the Rav says, why do we have two pockets? Quoting the Kotzkar. Because in one pocket, you have a piece of paper that says, Anochi offer ve'evraim, but dust and ashes. With the release of the new images from the James Webb camera that NASA has released. Infinity means more than ever before. It's things, it's astonishing distances that are beyond our comprehension. And King David looks up at the heavens, at the moon, at the stars. And he says, God, what is man that you remember him? You even take us into account. You give us a tafkid here. We're nothing compared to infinity. On the other hand, man is so great that he's only a little bit diminished from angels. And with a neshama, and with glory, you crown him. On the one hand, what is man? And on the other hand, says the Kotzker, you have another pocket, and that other pocket has a piece of paper that says, Bishvili nivra ha'olam. The whole world was created with me. And here you have these dual emotions in King David. On the one hand, the recognition of how small we are compared to infinity. And on the other hand, how great every individual is, who is created in the image of Hashem. Pasuk Zion, you have made him ruler over the works of your hand. You placed all things at his feet. Man is so small and yet man is so great. When Hashem created Adam uh, and Isha in a Sefer Bereshis, God created man and he said, man, I want you to rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the heaven. I want you to conquer the earth. Hashem, says David Melch, you made man the Moshe, the ruler over the works of your hands. Pasuk Ches. Wow, look at this. That refers to, to beasts. All sheep and all cattle. And even the animals of the field. Domestic animals have been given over to man. He has dominion over the wild animals. So as small and insignificant as man in as man is, on the other hand, that's how great he is. And it's ennobling. It's humbling, humbling, humbling. And it's also ennobling. Sipar Shamayim, the birds of the heaven. Udegei Hayam, the fish of the sea. Over Ochos Yamim, whatever crosses over the seas has been given over to man for man's dominion. And it's an incredible imagery here. King David is so taken by creation. Man should thank God for giving him power of all the creatures of the land, sea, and sky. On the one hand, like I already said to you, this vast power should be humbling. Man wonders when he looks at creation, is man truly worthy of this? If you've ever watched any nature documentaries, the grandeur of creation in nature is just incredible. In fact, in Pasuk, um, hey, though the name of Hashem that is used here, man is created a little bit less than angels, but the word used is Elohim. That is the name that signifies God of nature. 
Elohim is the name of Hashem who created and who controls nature, which is why in Parak Alpha Bereshus, the only name of Hashem that's used is Elohim. If you look in Parak Alpha Bereshus, when nature is being created, there's no Shem Hashem, there's no Shakai, there's no Kel, it's only Elohim. Aleph, Lamed, then Hey, then Yud, then Mem. Interestingly, Rabbi Zavlev points out that the word Hateva, the nature, Hey, Hateva, Hey, Tas, Beis, Ayin, is the same in Gematria as the word, as the name of Hashem, Elohim. They're both 86. If you work out the Gematria, you'll see Hatava is, is 70 and 2 and 9 and 1. 70 and 80. Did I do it wrong? Uh. While I'm speaking. Hatava, let me do this quickly. I didn't do it before. Please forgive me. Hatava is 5 and 9 and 2 and 70. That's 79 and 5 and 7. 79 is 86. That's what I told you. And Elohim spelled with a hey is also 86. So it's proof that Elohim is the God of Hateva. And that's what King David says here. He looks at nature and he just is so breathtaking by the grandeur of Hashem. The birds of the heaven, the fish of the sea, everything that traverses the seas. The whales go from Alaska to birthing grounds thousands of miles away. How do they know where to go? Hashem programs them, every animal as he needs to be. And how does King David end this capital? Hashem Adoninu, Hashem our master, Ma'adir Shimcha, Bechol Ha'aretz. How mighty is your name throughout the heavens. It's such a different tone than the previous capital, which were full of despair, yet trust at the same time. Here you have King David absolutely smitten by the grandeur of Elohim who controls Ateva. And it's such a beautiful lesson for us. When we look out over nature, when we look at the heavens, when we look at animals, when we look at the sea, when we look at the leaves falling off the tree in the fall and the rebirth in the summer, when you look at a flower, the intricacy, the colors of fruits and vegetables, we should be so taken by the grandeur of the Creator, it's beyond, way beyond our comprehension. Like Hannah said, my kids actually smile because I think every time I bring a fruit platter to the table, I say the same thing. So before I come, they always say, watch what mommy's going to say. True story. Hannah says in her tefillah, thanks for Shmuel Paragbet of Sefer Shmuel Aleph, ain't surka there is no rock like Hashem. And what does the Gemara famous to say is quoted by Rashi, ain't sayar there is no artist like Hashem. If we stop to behold the natural wonders of God, we will truly realize how great, how grand is the Ribbono Sha'olam. Hashem Adonainu Ma'adir Shimcha Bechol Ha'aretz. Thank you for learning with me, God, and appreciate the works of Hashem. Thank you for learning with me, Lezeicher Nishmasa, Sonia Finkelstein, Chana Sara, Bachayim Leib, Allah Hashem. I wish you all a wonderful day, called Tov, and I look forward to continuing tomorrow. All the best. Thank you to all.